It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Not messing around. That's the nothing personal phrase of the day. It's Friday, August 18th, 2023. I was trying to say not messy in around. Get it? Not messing around, not messying around. Messy has been for Major League Soccer exactly what they dreamt of. It doesn't seem fair what's happening on the pitch right now. Messi looks like he's a major league baseball player on rehab in single A, except he's not hurt. It looks like it is Zach Gallen, maybe the Cy Young winner in the National League. How about Garrett Cole going down and pitching full eight innings against a single A team? It wouldn't even be fun. Has it been fun watching the League's Cup? It's been amazing if you're an Inter-Miami fan. It's been a dream for Don Garber. Messi met the media yesterday for the first time since July, really meeting the media, talking to them about what he thinks, what he feels, what's happening. And he said some things that I want to give you some context to. Because if you read them on their own, you wouldn't know that Messi has a vested interest in Major League Soccer becoming one of the top soccer leagues in the world. You wouldn't know that Messi has a financial incentive for Inter-Miami to grow its revenue and grow its valuation. And I am not being cynical or anti-Messi. Very happy for him. He deserves to be in Miami if that's where his family wants to be. And he said that very clearly. I'm here. My family's happy. I'm happy. Totally MFing PSG, never wanted to be there, was forced to go there, never happy, on or off the pitch. I'm sure they feel super happy having spent the amount of money they spent on him when he was there. Never wanted to leave Barcelona, but he loves living in Miami. And if you can love Miami in August, you're sure as hell going to love it in February and March. When he met the media, he wanted to make sure that people did not think, as Dan Lebetard has said in the past, recent past, that he's playing against a bunch of plumbers, which happens to be true. They're not a bunch of plumbers, but clearly they are not in any way capable of being on the same field as Messi. And if Major League Soccer were as competitive as Messi is telling you he wants you to believe it is, How would you explain someone coming in and dominating in the way he's dominating? It's hard for me to believe that LeBron James scoring 75 points a game in the G League is the same as him telling you, wow, this level of competition, it's damn fine. Maybe it's good for the G League, but that doesn't mean it's good as you measure professional basketball leagues around the world. 
Messi talked about the men's national team. Soccer in the U.S., it's growing. He actually said the men's national team or soccer in the U.S., it's grown a lot this year, getting closer and closer to the level of Mexican soccer. And I'm not here to say anything about Mexican soccer or the Mexican soccer league. That's not true. Why would I say you're taking the time to listen live on Nothing Personal with David Sampson YouTube channel? I am taking the time to say something about the Mexican soccer league and about Major League Soccer. You got to aim just a tad bit higher. If Messi wants to truly capitalize on his value and the value of Inter Miami, you're not aiming for Mexican soccer. You're aiming for EPL, Serie A. How about League? Uh, that'd be a good one to aim for. You're always trying to go up in class. Have you ever heard the saying that when you're trying to get better as a competitor, you got to play people better than you because beating the same people over and over again and crushing them doesn't help your game. It helps their game. And that's why you have to have the mentality and the willingness to go against better players who are going to beat you, make you work harder so you can improve. This can't be news to any athlete listening to this show. This is true in business too. If you surround yourself with people who all of whom can't do what you do, aren't as smart as you are, you will never grow. Surround yourself with people who scare the crap out of you because they're better at your job than you are. That is not an issue Messi is currently having in Major League Soccer. He's saying that the League's Cup has demonstrated his point about Major League Soccer being close to Mexican soccer, or U.S. soccer growing and being close to Mexican soccer. Whatever point he was making, the League's Cup as a demonstration of that, I'm not so sure. Yes, nice crowds. But what is your takeaway from what Messi has done in the League's Cup? Would you believe that when he starts actually playing games that count in Major League Soccer, because none of these games have counted toward the standings, would you believe that Inter-Miami will go from last place to first place? Do they have time? They'd have to win every game, and then they'd have maybe a chance to squeak into the playoffs. That's how bad they were without Messi. But if they do that, what will that show? Messi wanted to make sure that you were giving credit to his coach, credit to his organization. I'm not sure where that credit should be placed because it feels like a debit to me. But I understand why Don Garber needed Messi to meet the media. You've got to take advantage of this moment. This is the moment. Messi's not hurt. He is attracting attention worldwide. Soccer in the US and Canada and Mexico is going to be in the spotlight for the next several years as they host the next World Cup. When you are running a business and you are in the window of growth, the window of revenue opportunity, you have to take it and you have to take advantage of it. So that's all that Messi's doing. That's all that Garber wanted Messi to do. And there's only one problem. Is it working? Don't be fooled by the tweets about what the average ticket price, get-in price. That's a very common thing that everyone likes saying. The get-in price for the game yesterday was $2.69. The get-in price to this game is $646. Do me a favor. Don't be fooled by that. 
Now, if Apple stands up and tells me that their MLS season pass subscriptions have doubled since Messi joined, if there is a transaction in Major League Soccer where we are seeing an increase in the valuation of an asset based on no underlying revenue increases, no underlying change in the general operation of that particular team, and it is called the messy premium, I'm in. If Don Garber knew that Messi was going to be at Major League Soccer, which is what everybody's claiming, that this has all been planned, all part of the timing, perfect timing, We're heading into the World Cup, make Major League Soccer relevant again. Quick question for you. If you knew that Messi was coming in and that your league was going to be maybe considered one of the top four in North America, and that as a soccer league, you were going to grow in this in the world standings, why'd you do the Apple deal? Why not hold out and take a look at an actual combination of broadcast and streaming deal? Why not give ESPN an opportunity or Amazon or any other such network, NBC, CBS, ABC? How about giving them an opportunity to show you a deal that would be commensurate with a big time league here in the United States? Or are you recognizing that this is the denouement? Are you recognizing that this is not the top step, but we're getting there? That we are gonna have Messi do what we thought Beckham was gonna do, put our league in a position that once Beckham's gone, which he now is, and becomes an owner, which he now is, bring in Messi, not as an owner, which he sort of is, but as a player in his prime, which he sort of is. But once he's gone and then becomes an owner or disappears back to Barcelona, whatever he does, Argentina, whatever he chooses to do, then Major League Soccer is ready to pounce. So we're talking about four years from now, not today. When you are thinking strategically about your company, you don't want to miss a window or miscalculate what your window was going to be. I personally do not believe that this is Major League Soccer's window to take over soccer on the world stage. It is not Major League Soccer's moment to take over from any of the existing top four sports in North America, in the United States. This is a great moment for them. That is a resume moment for Major League Soccer in its evolution. But we are years away from any conversation about meaningful monetization. And I don't care if any owner says, my team's now worth $1.5 billion. I want to see transactions. I want to see the greater fool theory in play where there's always some guy willing to pay more, some person willing to pay more to own a team. I want the cachet of owning a soccer team to stand on its own in a way that it doesn't currently. People own several teams, I'm in. It's part of their portfolio. But owning just a major league soccer team, make that like just owning an NFL team or just owning a major league baseball team. Then we have a different conversation. Are we there yet? No. Are we getting there? I think we may. One of the things that I love to think about is owners. As a team president, Obviously, I reported to an owner all of my 18 years, thinking about why owners do what they do, why they're willing to lose money on an, on an annual basis, 
why they're willing to invest, why they're willing to live and die with every game, especially in baseball when there's 162 of them, easier in soccer. Although I always thought that when you live with a loss, like in football, I couldn't stand living a week before I had a chance to change how I felt. I like baseball where it's the next day or basketball two days later. But what owners really are is they are business people. You could argue that they pay an ego premium to get into the room where it happens. You could argue the way Steve Ballmer did that he loves being an owner. He loves going to restaurants. He loves how it feels. Owners love it. They love walking in rooms and having people take their photo. They love signing autographs. They love doing all those things. All owners do, whether they're front facing or not. But when owners look around at things to do, they're also looking to make sure that as rich people, they stay rich and get richer. No owner wants to be forced to sell because they expand in a way or make decisions in a way that brings them from rich to less rich, forcing asset liquidation. There have been examples throughout in baseball, in soccer, where owners have in bankruptcy been forced to sell, where owners have overextended themselves. Take a look at someone like Fenway Sports Group. Their sole focus is not on the Boston Red Sox. It's also on Liverpool. It's also on Roush Racing. They make investments all over the world across myriad sports. Josh Harris just bought the Commanders. He's also focused on what the hell's going on with Harden. Why is it that the top of the top owners in North America, when given the opportunity to expand their portfolio, they all would rather buy an EPL team than a major league soccer team. What would be the advantage? Taxes? No. Ego? Maybe. Fan affinity? For sure. Growth opportunity? Hell yeah. When you buy into the EPL, you know very well it's like buying an NFL team. No one's lost money on a sale of an NFL team to date. I do not see the bubble bursting, but I do like to look at the behavior of people who make successful business deals. And if they're choosing to buy EPL teams more than any other team, that means EPL is the major leagues. Major league soccer, it's a nice buy. It's a real estate buy, which brings me to my next point about owners and what they do and how they are all about business. Did you read yesterday what's going on in Carolina? I wanna briefly mention the Carolina Hurricanes. You may or may not have heard of them. Raleigh, you may have been there or not. It's a great place. There's an owner there who's willing to invest $800 million of his own money in renovations to the arena in Raleigh. And you're gonna say, wow, that sounds like an unbelievable commitment. That's insane. Way to go. Thank you for loving our town. David Tepper, you're not. And then you read further and say, oh, I get it. It's real estate, hotels, condos, an arena, a 5,000 seat music arena. Over the course of years, so the owner of the Hurricanes, while agreeing, his name is Tom Dundon, while agreeing to pay privately for renovations, which may make you sound like a hero. Oh, I don't need public money. 
It's absolutely not true. You are paying for all the renovations of every sports facility for new sports facilities. You just don't know it. The reason and the way you are paying for it is in the development deals that are being granted to the team owners, the rights to develop, the rights to monetize the development, and that cash flow is being used to borrow the money in order to refurbish or build an arena, which is merely a sidelight. I have no idea whether sidelight is even a word. It is merely a David Blaine-like misdirection because nobody really cares about real estate developers. Of course, you've got some people who go to city and county commission meetings or city council meetings, and they argue not to expand the urban development boundary in Florida, or they vote to make sure there's green space in this city or that city, or they say, this doesn't sound good because I don't want big bots retail next door to me. I don't want a nuclear power facility in my backyard or a sports stadium. So you've got ways where you can show what you want and what you don't and what makes a good community and what doesn't. You don't often draw attention to or have attention drawn to men, women, or whoever developing real estate around you. Do you walk around? I mean, in the Lincoln Lawyer, the, the chef did. But do you walk around and do you look at a building or do you look at a, a like city center and you say, oh, who's doing this? This is terrible for traffic. I'm miserable. Oh, it's somebody also refurbishing an arena in Miami. That's nice. Man, this Carnival Cruise stunk. We don't think of it like this, but that's how owners think of it. You don't have to go far to find owners who make promises and don't deliver or make promises and deliver only the parts that they want to deliver and not the parts that you want delivered. We talked about it yesterday's show with Oakland, whether or not a new stadium in Vegas or Oakland guarantees an increased payroll and improved payroll. Owners in general and messy is that. They will say what they want to say because it's what they think you want to hear in order for you to continue to support them both with your time and with your money. That's the object of the game. Messi's winning right now. All right. One of you had a uh, question on davidsampsonpodcast.com, and I want to do it right now. You know what I want? <laughs> I want to talk to Samson. So you want to talk to Samson. Get in my Twitter at David P. Samson, hit follow, or go on davidsampsonpodcast.com. That's davidsampsonpodcast.com. Ask a question. I may work it into a show, may respond, but I am trying to read all of them, but they're coming in too quickly. Can't even read them all, but I'm trying and I'll keep trying. Hi, David. Love the show. I like that start. I always do. I haven't bought any merch yet, which you can get on davidsampsonpodcast.com because I'm a writer on strike, but maybe you'll answer my question anyway. Side note. Yes, I will answer your question. I absolutely would like to mention again, the writers, actors, there is still a strike going on. You may not realize because they keep having new movies, new content, both scripted and unscripted, all of which was expected. 
we're not going to see a lack of content from the streaming services or even from the networks for a couple of months yet. There was still enough in the can. But I have great sympathy and hope that this strike gets covered. Continuing the question. So thank you for not buying merch yet, but to please take care of yourself. But listen, when you're ready, it's going to be there. When a player or incident is under investigation, who exactly is doing the investigating? Is it the league only? The league and the team? The league, the team, and the union? You asked four more questions after that. But I want to just talk about how investigations work, just so you know, and everybody else listening can know and then not have to think about this again. The reason why all teams are forced when there's an issue they have with their player to say, we will have no further comment pending the outcome of this investigation. The investigation is always done by the league. There are some examples where the team starts the investigation, like when the commanders were investigating themselves for their bad acts as the front office and Snyder's absolute crazy misogyny. But of course, a few minutes into that, they hired Samson and Coca Law and they took the investigation away from Washington commanders and brought it to the NFL. In baseball, we don't even start with any teams doing their own investigations. No teams do their own investigations. It goes right to the league and their department of investigations, which is why in baseball, the quote you see consistently is, hey, we will support Major League Baseball and we do support their policy against domestic violence and we will support whatever conclusions Major League Baseball and its investigation, whatever their conclusions may be. We can't call the commissioner and say, listen, we hired a bunch of retired police officers, which many members of the DOI are. Many of our resident security agents are retired law enforcement. Those resident security agents are people who do work for the team, who we call on for help, who coordinate with Major League Baseball and Major League Baseball security when there are security issues, player arrest issues, you deal with your RSA, then your RSA deals with Major League Baseball. And if an investigation is required or a punishment is required, that is done through Major League Baseball, where there is the head RSA who oversees the 30 team RSAs. The reason why we all agreed as teams to give the power to Major League Baseball is A, don't ever believe an investigation done by the entity that's being investigated. It's the same thing that you find in your fortune cookie, which is don't believe an economic impact statement that is financed by the team who's doing the ballpark or by the company building the real estate development and telling you how much labor there's going to be and how much economic impact there's going to be, et cetera. An investigation will always be called independent, but it never is. And I would argue, and this is going to piss off somebody, but you know who you are. Sometimes even the league hires investigators and they tell the investigators exactly what the investigation will find. The word independent is used often. Its meaning can be fuzzy. Its results are rarely surprising.
There is no bitterness about teams not being able to investigate their own players. We love that MLB does it because it gives us the out with our player. Hey, sorry, that wasn't us. It was them. You've played your mom against your dad or one coworker against another. It's really good when you have a foil, a sparring partner. Major League Baseball, the NFL, the league offices of all the leagues play that role for its member teams. It's why people say Roger Goodell makes so much money and Rob Manfred makes so much money. They're pinatas for the other owners and for the media. Yes, that's their job. And a subset of that is that you do the investigating, you do the suspending, and the team gets to say to the other players, the teammates, and maybe even the player itself, hey, mea culpa, I wouldn't have suspended you for six games. I wouldn't have suspended you at all. Or you could be like me and say, you're lucky it was MLB. I would have done 12 games, you rat bastard. <laughs> That's just some Friday laughing. So yes, there are retired cops doing these jobs. Yes, the league does it. And then you asked, are there competing interests where someone has jurisdiction? That's a little nugget here. Did you know that league investigators have zero powers? It's just like you and I or me and Coca deciding we're going to investigate something. We can't barge into someone's house. We can't force anyone to talk to us. We can't arrest anyone. We can't subpoena anyone. We have zero power whatsoever. When you are asked questions by an MLB investigator, you do not have to say one word. People do because they get intimidated, they get scared, and they don't realize their rights. It's sort of like when you get pulled over by a police officer. Hey, do you know how fast you were going? Nope. Absolutely do not. Nine out of 10 people say, yes, sir, I was going 75 miles an hour, sorry. Thank you. That'll be tickets and a point. Thank you for the question. Oh, we got a movie to review. Let's take a break. We're going to review a movie, and then we're going to talk about uh, a little bit more about Tim Anderson, because I got to wait to see right, and an article that came out about Shohei Otani that was interesting to me. We'll be right back. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SAMSON. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SAMSON. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Nothing Personal. It's Friday. Thank you for giving me 45 minutes of your day every day. Matthew Koch and I are here 8 a.m. live, five days a week, Nothing Personal with David Sampson YouTube channel. Thank you for all the support, audio, video, everything. Typecasting. That's my next thing. My next topic. Do you know why I like playing different characters personally? I can review movies. I can be a heel, a villain. I can do a straight business show. I can go on Fox or CNN. I can be an MLB analyst on CBS. And then you've got nothing personal with David Sampson and Matthew Coca. It's important. You've got to be able to not be a one note analyst or a one note voice or a one trick pony. What happens though, when you act in something or you do something and you can never break free from it? Henry Winkler has talked about this in detail when he played the Fonz. He never wanted to be just known as the Fonz, Arthur Fonzarelli and worked his ass off not to be typecast. Sometimes there's nothing you can do. The Brady Bunch kids, there's nothing you can do. The Partridge family, there's nothing you can do. You wanna leave it to Beaver, it's left. Disney characters. There are many instances where you become your character and there is no moving forward. Do you think that Brian Cox worries about that or Sarah Snook or other members of Succession? Can you imagine cousin, oh, Coca, is it cousin Kilroy? Cousin Greg. Cousin Greg is gonna try, he's gotta try not to be cousin Greg. Well, Brian Cox is in a new movie called Prisoner's Daughter, Logan Roy with Kate Beckinsdale. I couldn't do it. And I felt so badly because I understand how badly they do not want to be typecast. Kate Beckinsale is not typecast for me, though she will always be serendipity. She will always be click. She is, she plays a mother, a down on her luck mother with a son who's got epilepsy and a father she doesn't want anything to do with. Logan Roy, plays the father, a in-prison tattooed bad guy. And you'd think, well, that sort of sounds like something that would have happened to Logan Roy. Except the grandfather, Brian Cox, tries so hard not to be Logan Roy in this movie that it didn't work. You know, you could try too hard 
and you end up like in a circle. Prisoner's Daughter is a movie that you don't need to watch. However, if you love Kate Beckinsale, or if you want to see what it is to be typecast, then watch the first 45 minutes and then move on. Okay. Let's talk about Otani. I can't get enough of this. Can you? With what he's going to get paid? We're going to drag it out for, I don't know, through October, for sure, through November, guaranteed. Through December, I would imagine. If baseball has anything to do with it and can coordinate how this works, some sort of signing around the winter meetings would be ideal. So whichever team signs him can market him, sell him. MLB can do the same. So articles have been coming out. Discussions have been had. What is Shohei Otani worth in the open market? I've done interviews across the country about this. And I've told you that he's both a starting pitcher and a middle of the order bat. A top of the rotation pitcher, Scherzer, Verlander, 43 million bucks a year. Is he better than they are? You bet your bippy. As a hitter, designated hitter, little demerit because you're not playing the field, though Poppy didn't, and he, after being non-tendered, got paid. Edgar Martinez is in the Hall of Fame. He can get to the Hall of Fame, be a designated hitter. So is Poppy. Shohei Otani slots into the lineup. Where do you have him? Is he as good as Aaron Judge on the field? No, Aaron Judge plays defense. Is he as good as Aaron Judge at the plate? Yeah. Is his team having the same success as the Yankees this year? Yeah. Has his team won the same number of World Series that Aaron Judge has won? Yeah. Shohei Otani could easily make 35 to $40 million as a hitter. So if he's going to make 35 to $40 million as a hitter and 35 to $40 million as a pitcher, it seems to me that he should be able to make 70 to $80 million as a free agent. Brandon Doolittle on ESPN did an entire statistical analysis of Shohei Otani and what he would be worth. A total computer program based on my least favorite stat, wins above replacement, and then $8 million per win above replacement. People would spend $8 million for a win. We're going to talk about that. You know what? I want to talk about that right now. Do you think that general managers, even with their analytics department and presidents and owners, they sit down and say, okay, we won 75 games last year. In order to make the playoffs, we need to win 90 games. We need to find 15 wins above replacement. That means we need to improve by 15 wins. And we're willing to spend $8 million to get each of those wins. 15 times eight, $120 million. We are going to raise our payroll by $120 million and we're going to win 90 games next year. Yeah. It's fantasy, folks. That conversation does not take place in a front office today, yesterday, or tomorrow. You put together a team based on 
a number of factors, including the players who can outperform their contracts. By definition, signing a player at the high means that player will never be able to outperform his contract. The New York Yankees are a prime example of that. You don't get better signing your own player, but just paying him more money. Natural raises that take place in Major League Baseball means a natural increase in your payroll as players get paid more money as they get older. That is not good. That means you're paying more expenses for the same amount of output. I ask you to bring that back to your business. If it costs more to make the product you sell and you can't charge more, guess what? Bad for business. Profit down. Shohei Otani is making $30 million this year as a settlement for his last year of arbitration. If the Anaheim Angels of Los Angeles pay him $60 million a year and offer him a 10-year deal at $600 million, are they going to get a better Otani? No. They're getting the same Otani at best, MVP, potential Cy Young, he won't, but that's how unbelievable he is. You're paying him $30 million more for the same player. To make up $30 million in revenue, roughly, let's just say you can make, roughly, on the low end, you can make two to $4 million for an extra 100,000 people in attendance. On the high end, just say eight to $10 million, very high end. So let's just say that if you are paying a player 30 extra million dollars for no additional input at all, you got to make up that $30 million. You need to draw an incremental 300,000 people and that's if you are running an unbelievable gate revenue ship where you're clearing $10 million for clearing for an extra 100,000 people. Will Anaheim's attendance go up by 300,000 because Otani's on the team next year versus this year? Nope. So under what scenario do the Angels excuse paying Otani double what he's making? It's the same thing that I used to think about as team president. I can't explain this issue fiscally. I can only explain it emotionally and not wanting to embarrass myself by being the farm system for other teams, by always letting free agents go. I want to sign my own free agents so I can show the world, hey, we keep our players. Why we have that as our goal makes me laugh. We have it as our goal because we think that's what you want. We think that's what will make nicer articles about us. Hey, we kept our own players. These are good presidents and owners. Hey, Artie Moreno didn't trade Otani. Way to go, genius. Hey, he's re-signed him. Way to go. Yankees, you got Judge back. Cashman, you're the best. Hal, we love you, man. To what end? I've always thought that as fans, wouldn't you rather see the Angels win a World Series, be in the playoffs on a consistent basis four out of eight years? then have Otani and Trout on your team? Or would you rather have Otani and Trout on your team and watch every October? Until I hear otherwise, my view is you want October.
What about another team bringing in Otani? They're adding $60 million to their payroll if Otani gets $60 million. They're getting a starting pitcher. They're getting a middle-of-the-order hitter. They're getting a ton of Japanese sponsorships. They're getting a ton of jersey sales done at their home stadium because they split what's done on MLB.com. Where is the revenue benefit for Shohei Otani? You're paying a player $60 million. There is no way that you will generate an extra $60 million of local revenue. Dodgers, Cubs, Giants, Mets, Marlins, name the team. To generate that much more money locally requires an increase in attendance and ticket price, the likes of which you will not be able to do whether you have Otani or not. The national TV deal is not going to change. Your local TV deal is not changing. So the way of increasing your revenue is solely locally. Food, beverage, merchandise, parking, ticket price. But there will be enough teams who will say, I'm not raising my payroll 60 million because I'm getting rid of other players and bringing in Otani. Therefore, I can explain this increase. Maybe I increase my payroll by 10 or $20 million because this is my window to win. All of a sudden, you can easily explain that increase in your payroll, but it doesn't explain how you give $60 million to Otani. Until you say to yourself, I'm happy to do it for three years, four years, or five years, but Otani wants 10? The ESPN article by Doolittle talked about the possibility of a nine to 12-year deal, and I don't blame him. Of course, that's what Otani is looking for. That's what's being signed by players. Sign them into their 40s, late 30s, early 40s, no problem, except you're going to get crushed. If you think that Otani is going to get a 10-year, $600 million deal, what a team is saying to itself is that really they're going to do $600 million for five years because at best he's going to be what he's been for five more years, and that would be a miracle on the Hudson. It would be amazing. So instead of 60 a year, it's really 120 a year. Now we're getting sort of at the midpoint or a little higher of where his actual value could be now, given what he's doing on the field. Unprecedented. These teams have a major decision to make. Where does it end? I am not willing to give up my position. Dine on the Anaheim Artie Moreno Hill that Shohei Otani will re-sign with the Los Angeles Angels. When I'm wrong, I'll let you know. But so far, not wrong yet. We are hot. If you started just doing our pick of the day on Monday, you haven't lost yet. We had Zach Gallen beating the Padres. God, the Padres are just, they're a disaster. We are 114 and 111. It was an easy pick. Tonight, we've got the Texas Rangers and the Brewers. What a series. Brewers just got swept by the Dodgers. While you were sleeping, the Padres are 16 games behind the Dodgers. Dodgers are going to win their division again. What an absolute slap in the face to the Padres and their owner and GM who thought they were going to catch the Dodgers. This was their moment. We are the Dodgers. Yeah, you're the Dodgers biatch. That's about all you are. We're going to take Andrew Heaney, who's another wait to see. Remember, we had to wait to see that Andrew Heaney would have a better year than Noah Syndergaard. 
Remember that? You may not, but he is. Andrew Heaney in the Rangers over Woodruff in the Brewers. Brewers are good. Rangers are better. Speaking of wait to sees, actually, remember on August 8th, that Tim Anderson wait to see? Tim Anderson had his suspension reduced from six to five games yesterday, just like we told you we would on August 8th. That's a correct wait to see. Jose Ramirez already was reduced from three to two. Tim Anderson released this unbelievable apology. Wordsmith by plenty of advisors a week after the issue, at least. I understand what Tim Anderson's trying to do. For those of you who are not fans of the White Sox or because you realize that they just stink and why would you bother, Tim Anderson's a really good player. The biggest thing standing between Tim Anderson and greatness is Tim Anderson. My hope for him is that he learns a lesson that all of the chips on his shoulder, you got to let them go. Not everybody in baseball is out to get him. They are out to make him less effective. When you make it so that your game gets impacted by what other people say or do, that means you've lost. Take a look at what Jordan, Bird, take a look at what all the greats try to do. They try to get the other team's great players. Jamon Green, Stevenson. Remember him blowing in the ear of LeBron? You're always trying to get the great players off their game, but the great players can never be gotten. Tim's got some work to do. He's choosing to apologize. That's fine. But actions speak louder than words, and we will see what his actions are going forward. All right, we have a Saturday game as well we want you to pick. I want to talk about uh, briefly the Guardians and the Tigers. And don't turn, don't turn this off. We have two minutes. Eduardo Rodriguez is pitching. Eduardo Rodriguez is pitching for his free agency if he chooses not to pick up his player option, or meaning if he chooses to strike that, four, six, nine. Eduardo Rodriguez is pitching to decide whether he's going to opt into the rest of his contract or opt out of his current contract. This is the same Eduardo Rodriguez who wouldn't go to the Dodgers claiming it was family, but that was a bunch of horse hockey. He didn't go to the Dodgers at the deadline because he wanted an extra year from the Dodgers, it was money. And ever since then, I am out on Eduardo Rodriguez as a teammate, as a player I would pay, and as an effective pitcher. Take the Guardians over Rodriguez and the Tigers on Saturday. Then Sunday morning at 6 a.m., I certainly hope you'll be doing what I'll be doing. I will be watching the final of the Women's World Cup. It is England against Spain. There are no upsets there. The U.S. was the number one ranked team, but England and Spain were right there. I am taking England. Minus 110 that they win the World Cup in regular time or extra time or PKs. I'm just saying we're taking England to advance. England's going to take home their first World Cup as their women's first World Cup. 6 a.m. Make sure you watch it. Well, thank you for this week. I appreciate you. And guess what? We'll do it again Monday. See you live at 8 a.m. It's just business. This is nothing personal. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? 
What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.